the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 20th anniversary, AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. Some 20,000 members of the armed forces risk disciplinary actions and discharges for refusing to get the coronavirus vaccine. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby says governors do not have the authority to overrule or nullify mandates that apply to all service members, including the National Guard and Reserve. This is a valid military medical requirement, the vaccine. Uh, It makes for a more ready force, uh, and it is in the secretary's authorities uh, to set those mandatory uh, military readiness requirements. The Marine Corps says it discharged 103 Marines so far. The Army's reprimanded more than 2,700 of their troops and will begin discharge proceedings in January. The Air Force recently discharged 27 airmen, while the Navy says it fired one sailor from his command for refusing to be tested while pursuing an exemption. This is SRN News. You have to admit, you were warned. After one year of Joe Biden as president, we've seen all of those predictions come true. Crime is out of control in Democrat-run cities. Inflation is crushing the middle class. America's image around the world is in shambles after multiple failures. The Democrat Party's surge to the hard left is destroying the America we knew and loved. If you want to do something about it, stick with us. SalemNewsChannel.com and AM1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot, taking a look at your weather today. Chance of flurries and a high of 23. Then tomorrow, mostly sunny and a high of 30. Appliance Renew in Farmington reminds you that there's just one week until Christmas. A new scratch and dent appliance is the gift that keeps on giving, saving you money and creating fresh memories in the kitchen. The Narn with Mitzberg continues on AM 1280, The Patriot. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, uh, which is six weeks away from its 20th anniversary, which should be roughly about the same time as caucus time. So we will celebrate two things on that day, the 20th. Well, actually, three things. Well, four things that week. A, my youngest birthday. B, uh, Ronald Reagan's birthday, which we celebrate in my house and pretty much wherever I am, uh, with jelly beans out in the uh, out on the table for uh, and 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 stories about the way the world was before 1981 uh, to all the who, uh, who weren't there, and of course, uh, well, the caucuses, my my re-entry into retail politics after, gosh, almost three years of not being involved 
at the precinct level. Uh, it's time. Uh, it, I, if you have been one of those people like me who just got tired of the grind of trying to do politics at the retail level back during the middle of the Trump years, well, it's time to get back out there. Uh, this caucuses coming up uh, first Tuesday in February are where the Republican Party's direction actually gets set for the next two years. These are the people who become the delegates who endorse the the gubernatorial candidates. So if you're one of those people out there who's yapping about the poor quality of Republicans in the legislature, in the executive offices, in the constitutional offices, in governor, in Congress, in the United States Senate, this is where you actually get to put up or, well, I'm not going to say shut up, but put up or accept the the consequences. That's really where it's at come caucus time. Speaking of the legislature, uh, what has become an annual tradition for the last, I don't even know how many years here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, is back for another year. Uh, My pleasure to welcome back to the broadcast John Augustine of the Legislative Evaluation Assembly with this year's annual report card and honorees from the the LEA. Uh, John, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me again, Mitch. It's always a pleasure. Now, before we get down to the the beef of things here, let's talk about the uh, about the the legislative evaluation assembly. It, where's it come from? What's its history? What's the the background of this uh, of this annual poll or annual report card? I should say. It's a nonpartisan, nonprofit citizens organization. It doesn't mean that we are we are have no views whatsoever, uh, but. Uh, it's it's all volunteer grassroots organization, and uh, we exist primarily to inform the citizens of the performance of their legislature in the Minnesota government. Was started in 1972. If you go to www.lea-mn.org, you can see our credo. You can see this year's uh, report on the legislature and uh, previous archived reports. And uh, we evaluate based on a credo. We have a scorecard as, and. Uh, our scorecard is more than just title of a bill, whether we oppose it or favor it. It's it will give you a paragraph and summary on what the bill does, what the likely impact of the bill will be, and then our principled reasons for or uh, favoring the bill or opposing the bill. Now, the so AI- even if you disagree with us, uh, you have a you'll still learn something about the bill and you'll understand how we got to the reasoning we did. And speaking of reasoning, now you mentioned that the LEA is nonpartisan, but it has points of view. I'd just like to make sure whenever we talk report cards, I make sure that we're clear on the point of view involved. For example, a lobbying organization for model train collectors is going to give a report card based on the friendliness or hostility of legislation to the model railroad industry, a model railroad retail, model railroad policy, if such a thing exists, right? Mm-hmm. It, it may or may right. not touch on gun control or, or welfare or education. Right. Right. What, what's the LEA's point of view? Well, we, we, we're, we're pretty comprehensive in terms of the range of bills that we'll cover. Uh, so it's not just fiscal conservatism or social conservatism or gun rights and so forth. It's... Uh, uh, we we're, we uh, definitely focus on uh, constitutional uh, integrity and uh, individual liberty and dignity, uh, free enterprise. Okay, uh, give, give uh, us justice your, without the modifier. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Something that's uh, an endangered species these days, especially here in the metro area. So, give us an idea of the range of bills. I mean, give us some specific bills that the LEA covered in this year's report card. Well, this year, in addition to covering a number of the budget bills, because they they cover a lot of the budget, even though they're t- 
tend to be multi-subject bills, which aren't particularly constitutional, particularly when they throw policy, all these different new policies in with them. Nevertheless, we feel that we have to cover some of these bills because so much of the uh, government is determined by these bills, and there's fewer and fewer bills that are actually making it to the floor every year. And more, not saying there's less law, but it's all crammed into fewer and fewer bills. Right. So, but besides those, uh, we covered some bills on uh, voter ID, uh, governor's emergency powers, energy policy, price gouging. (laughs) uh, So a a wide variety of bills, although not as many bills. We didn't score as many bills as we have in some previous reports just because there were so few that made it to the floor. There weren't that many to score. That's the thing. It seems like this has become the path of least resistance for the legislature and the governor, really the troika that that winds up negotiating what goes forward in this triumvirate. Triumvirate. I I like troika when the DFL is in office, just for personal reasons. But the governor, the Mm -hmm. Senate majority leader, and the the Speaker of the House, Mm -hmm. uh, usually with the the various majority leaders uh, basically carrying the the water for for the, the, the principles. I mean, really... It's almost like having a triumvirate, a troika. Well, uh, yeah. another, th- and and I was actually going to include that in some of the negative developments. Well, uh, but it, uh, another feat, uh, how we can confirm that there's been a change as far as this uh, uh, trying to reach uh, agreement behind the scenes among a few key leaders as opposed to uh, bills getting to the floor at the initiative of citizens and the legislators and then getting to the governor's desk where he either signs them or vetoes them or line item vetoes them. Yeah. So uh, let's see if I can quickly find it. Uh, We're talking, by the way, with John Augustine of the Legislative Evaluation Assembly, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Should you have any questions, comments about the report card? And, and by the way, the LEA's website is lea-mn.org. Okay. I'll be posting that at Shot in the Dark to info later on Thank as, you. as well. Uh, go ahead, John Augustine. So, uh, so a byproduct of the governor's increasing ability to dictate legislation is that the governor is not exercising his constitutional veto power. Okay. So that's his. That's actually, besides proposing a budget, that's actually his main role in the legislative process is to sign or veto or line item veto bills. Right. And so Governor Dayton made about uh, 90 vetoes, 90 full vetoes during his eight years in office. Governor Pawlenty about the same. Jesse Ventura, Governor Ventura made 33 vetoes in four years in office. Wow. And Governor Carlson made about 120. Okay. How many do you think Tim Walls has made? I am going to guess six. Zero. Whoa. Zero. He has not vetoed anything. He has so dictated the agenda and demanded what the agenda is going to be. You saw this with whether they were going to call a special session on frontline workers as well. He, he wanted to micromanage what exactly the agenda was going to be. Otherwise, he wasn't going to call anything. So, by the, so he's in the negotiations where the bills are being decided behind the scenes in the first place. And so by the time it gets to his desk... They've already reached the agreement. Wow. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's basically stage managing the process of these things to, to give the appearance of efficiency and smoothness and to basically negate the idea of there being any real checks and balances mm-hmm. uh, or or bury it under mm-hmm. these you know, these backroom negotiations between with the members of the Troika, which is really undemocratic and really a, a perversion of what, right. what the United States and Minnesota constitutions are supposed to provide. Right. And 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 another another aspect of this, and it might take a little while to explain it, but it's it's, it's a consequence of the uh, uh, what all these rules that came into place with the pandemic. I mean, the citizen, the ordinary citizen access to the legislative process was never the greatest in the first place, as opposed to the lobbyists and the media and, and other local government units and so forth. But right. but now it's severely curtailed. Yeah, you cannot. You know, you can't go to the state office building and visit your legislature. The, uh, Speaker Hortman has announced that yet again this year they're going to do all the hearings virtually. So, so uh, and I, uh, a couple weeks ago I was at an event, and a freshman legislator mentioned that he still hadn't met maybe half of the incoming freshman class wow. since he was elected, and he's had uh, no office visits wow and, and i mean he the lobbyists can get in only if but but they're at, at it's at the discretion of the legislators they can key key card them in or something but 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 you know uh me or just anybody on the street is not gonna is not gonna be able to get in and 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 and, and voice their concerns in a way and in, in the in that that citizen input and in, at the at, at the hearing process where it's supposed to kind of filter down rather than come in from the from the top down and, and disseminate what the answer is supposed to be yeah. is, is is it's it's completely turning the process on its head it is and it's it's becoming an, an almost an entirely top-down process and you, it, even in a process where typical citizens had dubious access to begin with yeah. well even internally yeah I mean if, if you if you haven't met half of the legislators, you can't. You're not visiting with another legislator in the cafeteria or something, and you know from a different party or or, or a different part of the state and work, try to work on a bill or something. I mean, everything's just being presented to you by the leadership. So, in addition to having all of the the disadvantages we just discussed, uh, given that the legislature entirely meets online these days and and really only has the most cursory almost exclusively online relationship with its constituents, you have all the worst examples of tribalization that comes from modern online social media culture being superimposed onto the legislature, meaning our legislators are in just as big a bunch of echo chambers as all the rest of us proles are. I think that's probably the most damning thing about about this last two years in, in uh, the way this state has run its legislative affairs. So uh, we're talking with John Augustine of the Legislative Evaluation Assembly. I'll be uh, posting the link to the uh, website at lea-mn.org at my blog, shotinthedark.info, sometime fairly shortly here. If you have questions or comments, 651-289-4488, the number to call. We'll get down to brass tacks here with the scorecard uh, when we come back on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Hi, Paul Rubin here from the White Bear Lake Superstore, Buick GMC, and I'm honored to announce that we've partnered with AM 1280 The Patriot to bring you the Pledge of Allegiance Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. We feel it's very important to bring the pledge back to the forefront of our daily lives. Each day, a local veteran, an active service member, or a first responder will proudly recite the pledge to kick off our day and honor our country. Tune in at 7.30, and God bless America. Do you have neuropathy or unrelenting pain and discomfort? If so, please take a quick listen. You may have been told that your numbness, tingling, and pains will be a progressive, lifelong condition. Abundant Life Chiropractic Health and Injury Center's patients would tell you otherwise. Many of their patients come as a last resort after they've exhausted all of their options, and they find relief with their unique protocols. Abundant Life Chiropractic Health and Injury Center has a time-tested, proven track record of helping hundreds of patients improve and reverse their neuropathy. If you're ready to regain your independence, contact Dr. Letourneau, D.C. at Abundant Life Chiropractic Health and Injury Center, Chanhassen. Don't let procrastination be the thief of your health. It's time to fight back. As an AM 1280 The Patriot listener, you receive a special $49 Get Acquainted offer. That's a $250 value for just $49. Go to AbundantLifeChiropractor.com to schedule your full neuropathy workup with Dr. Letourneau, D.C. That's AbundantLifeChiropractor.com. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Hear the top voices in conservative radio on your Amazon smart speaker. Now streaming AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Just ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis. That's play The Patriot Minneapolis. AM 1280 The Patriot. The Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. Hey, don't forget, thefishtwincities.com, wall-to-wall Christmas music right now. Tune in for holiday classics plus brand-new Christmas songs, the classics of the future, from today's top Christian artists. Thefishtwincities.com presents the soundtrack of the season, along with our friends at Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Download the thefishtwincities.com app today and listen all the way through the season. It's the season for Christmas music wherever you are. Check it out, fishtwincities.com. Questions or comments for John Augustine uh, from the Legislative Evaluation Assembly uh, found online at lea-mn.org. Again, posting that at shotinthedark.info relatively shortly here. I should have a few moments to post that uh, presently. Uh, and by the way, you can also reach out, out to us on Twitter at the hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show on Twitter. Gab, Parler, and MeWe 
all of the platforms that matter. Uh, and one of uh, three of whom are not communist, fundamentally speaking. At any rate, we're talking about, first of all, the, uh, the, the Legislative Evaluation Assembly uh, report card this year, the report on, the, uh, on, the, on how well the legislature went this last year from a constitutional uh, perspective. Let's start, we, we talked about some of the downsides, but let's talk about the, some, some of the negative outcomes of this last round of the legislature, John Augustine. So we talked about some of the downsides. Now we want some of the negative outcomes, right? So, oh, we want more negatives and no more. Uh, if, if we if we're out of negatives, we could go straight to no, positives. We're, 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 we're not out of negatives. But oh, I'll keep going. I, I don't want people to get depressed and well, end why, up in a car with the that's why with, I'm, with the garage door shut, you know, or, so. or with twelve drinks barreling down the highway so, uh, in a car full of ammunition. I'm sorry, wrong office here. So I like to end with the good news, with the positive, just to give people something positive to look forward to, John Augustine. So let's let's start with the negatives of this last session that we haven't already oh, covered. okay. All right. So we do want to do some more negatives. All sure, right. let's do it. So uh, the, I'm a small the town overall Scandinavian. Score, <laughs> the overall score of the legislature, take all the votes we scored, the entire legislature, whether they supported or opposed the positions we favored, dropped from uh, 35.6% in 2020 to 31.5% this year. So that's one. Uh, another one would be that uh, we have now institutionalized election processes that were allegedly created due to the pandemic emergency necessity that Oof. that uh so for, for example very in the, bad news in indeed the, <laughs> in the omnibus state government bill uh they made a uh, once they made a big a deal about uh now we're going to be able to uh have monitoring and surveillance of these uh extra ballot drop boxes yeah and the question it's that it comes to mind is you know 160 years or so we were able to uh have a functioning election system without all these extra ballot drop boxes right but now we've 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 conceded that we're going to have these extra ballot drop boxes which were the kind of the brainchild of of Mark Zuckerberg's groups and all this private funding that was thrown into the uh to all these different election uh, uh offices that skewed the election in the first place. Right now we've now we're now we're saying that that we've institutionalized that going forward. That we're going to have that going forward. Yep. And so now we just get to monitor it. Well, how how much time are people really going to spend monitoring and surveilling all these drop boxes in Alexandria? Plenty in Minneapolis, Bupkis throughout the entire election cycle you have a 46 day ridiculously long 46 day election cycle wow as it is it's an election season more than an election day yeah so i think the people who on the on the other side that 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 made that one small concession they they, they know people aren't going to be able to monitor right these, these things anyway so but meanwhile they've got they've got the infrastructure and they've institutionalized that we're going to have that going forward so i definitely see that as a negative development yeah and, and by by the way, future negative development, when a future administration with some integrity tries to roll any of that back, the media will call it voter suppression. Sorry, carry mm-hmm. on, John Augustine. Sure. Uh, another thing would be that uh, we've got locally improved capital improvement financing is, is being exempted from statutory debt limit calculations. Oy. So, uh, so uh, whether it comes out of the... Uh, the, the state government or the federal aid or 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 your local assessment uh either way you're getting taxed for it yeah <laughs> and, 
and uh, so that to to have that debt service uh, for for these local projects being exempted is not a fiscally responsible thing. Okay. Uh, a, a fourth negative development I would say is kind of the bipartisan continued embrace of the headlong pursuit of these wrong-headed energy policies. Oh yeah. Uh, we we had the Energy Conservation and Optimization Act that passed by uh, wide margins in the House and Senate. And uh, in, it uh, it uh, creates uh, ad- additional percentage requirements for how much uh, has to be. It's it's hard to read all this and and and, and make compelling radio. But so the, there's a has to be an annual reduction goal for energy savings from 1.5 to 2.5 percent. And and uh, you there's uh, these utility companies, they can get uh, more well, – they have to file plans more often how they're going to eliminate redu- pr- pr- their goals to re- greenhouse gas reduction. But they also have gets, they get more leeway when uh, requesting rate increases. Okay. And they requested unusually large rate increases this year. They didn't get everything they wanted, but part of what they're able to get and part of why the rates are increasing so high and why we're so dependent – on energy sources from other states is because we're not keeping our own grid up. Yeah. We're not rebuilding our plant in, in uh, Sherburn County or we're not doing anything with a nuclear plant. Yeah. It's all it's all this, uh, you know, this the green... Uh, all the allegedly yeah. renewable energy right. that it does not have the capacity to, the, to meet the base load right, demands, especially right. in the winter in Minnesota. And, okay. it, and it was called, and it was and it had given the acronym ECOACT, and I almost wondered if that's why some... Uh, suburban legislators voted for it because they were too ner- nervous to, to vote against anything that had the word eco in it. But. Yeah, it, it's, that's definitely a factor. Okay, so enough of the negatives for right now. I think we got through those. Let's talk positive. we got five minutes before the break here. Let's okay. start. There, there wasn't all gloom and doom coming out of the last session. So uh, one positive development is uh, that uh, this year, uh, and it was a very negative development last year, that that uh, when some of these uh, ridiculously overreaching emergency regulations were put into effect uh, and closing down businesses and curtailing access to medical treatment and everything, that citizens couldn't go to the courts for redress. The court systems were closed down, too. Right. So that was – and this year, at least, the courts have reopened. And some and, and some of the uh, – some of the uh, – Cases that originated last year are working their way through the process. Yeah. Now, granted, there's all kinds of leftist appointees because of who's been governor recently yeah. that are that are that are that are filling these courts. But nevertheless, there is there are actual court processes going on where some of these challenges are being heard. Checks and balances are able to perhaps start checking and balancing right. finally after long last year. Okay, so that so that's one. Uh, another one would be that uh, starting July one, after what was it, fifteen and a half months, the emergency powers were were finally put to an end. Yeah. So, so that that's another positive development. It's it's it, there's it's a little bit of a qualifier because you got a certain percentage of the of the federal dollars that it could allocate to to without uh, legislative authorization, and he got a higher he got a higher uh, per project limit for what they could the management and budget could uh, 
appropriate for various uh, projects without getting a legislative approval. Okay. But nevertheless, it's it's very good that the emergency powers have come to an end. It, it's good Although, that it came to an end, but 15 months is patently oh, ridiculous. It is, because yeah. the legislature met for most of those months. Yes. And, 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 uh, and, and, and really, it's only uh, fear of, uh, you know, possible election consequences for himself or some of the others that are keeping it from happening again, because nothing has changed in this in the very flawed statute, which I think was discussed a little bit last hour. Yep. And so, but nevertheless, they have ended. So that's another positive development. One more I quickly mention is that uh, for the first time, I think maybe 20 years, uh, a couple of legislators from the 218 area code uh, made the list of honorees. Okay. So uh, I, I should, I should, there was one time in, uh, I think it was 2011, where one senator up there made it, and then she was immediately redistricted out of a seat. Yep. So, but other than that, we just don't, haven't seen uh, legislators from like north of Alexandria ever make their report, and two of them made it this year. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's good. We'll talk about the honorees in a moment, but let's go to the phones real quick. In Bloomington, John, we got about 30 seconds. You're on the air with John Augustine. Yeah, hi. Yeah, I, I, I think actually Minnesota's energy companies have done a good job at trying to lessen their carbon emissions. But my question that I want to ask you about is, what do you think should be done with this budget surplus? What I heard on TV is that I believe at the end of the biennium, at the end of 2022, they're projecting a state surplus of something like $7.8 billion. Right. I'm wondering what your opinion on that is, what what should be done. Happy to give you one, John. Thanks for calling. Uh, neither of us has the authority to to, to, uh, to enforce anything on this, but let, let's. I mean, I'll just put my two cents worth out there, John Augustine. Uh, a whole lot of the media and a whole lot of the, the hoi polloi on social media seems to think a surplus means you've got pennies from heaven, like you've just gotten a big raise on your paycheck. No, what's happened is it's like your credit card inadvertently automatically billing you $100 too much and finding your your like a negative 1000 balance it's not money in your pocket it's just money of yours they get to spend and they should the right thing to do is to give every flipping penny of it back anything to add john augustine well and i've heard conflicting uh i'm not absolutely sure i did need to do more research but aside from that 7.7 billion surplus that that was that that was announced there's a very large budget reserve yeah And, and we had this rainy day situation with the pandemic emergency and they didn't hardly even touch it yeah we'll come back to that in a moment john augustine from the legislative evaluation assembly on the northern alliance radio network am 1280 the patriot gun network we'll be right back Pick it up or take it out, RackShackToGo.com or RackShackDelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to RackShackToGo.com for pickup or RackShackDelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that RackShack attack, RackShack barbecue, oh. Merry Christmas. It's Michael, owner of Appliance Renew, the place where a little scratch or ding don't mean a thing. It seems everywhere you turn, there's bad news, worker shortages, supply chain issues, and inflation. 
at Appliance Renew, we want to fill the Twin Cities with hope and joy. The joy of finding a new scratch and dinged appliance for up to 50% off. We carry all the major brands receiving new scratch and dinged inventory weekly. You know that little ding? It don't mean a thing at Appliance Renew. I run every appliance through a 20-point inspection, checking that all components, belts, and lines are running at peak performance. My promise to you is a fully tested and warranted new scratch and ding appliance. Visit us in our Farmington showroom or online at ApplianceRenew.com. That's ApplianceRenew.com. Merry Christmas from our Appliance Renew family to yours. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost seven percent of the more than half a million people who have tried relief factor end up ordering more that's because it works for them the way it works for me isn't it time for you to get out of pain your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only 19.95 go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out more about this offer that's relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief feel the difference if it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Yeah, you better watch out. You better not cry. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. If you have questions or comments for John Augustine of the Legislative Evaluation Assembly. By the way, since John's here, I should point out my band uh, Elephant in the Room. Has a couple of gigs coming up two weeks from this weekend. That's right. New Year's Eve, we will be at the Fridley Legion in Fridley, of course, hence the name. Uh, it's a block northeast of uh, 73rd and Cent- uh, Highway 65 on Old Central Avenue. It's, it's in all the papers. And also, New Year's Day, we will be uh, performing live at Neeson's uh, Bar and Grill in Savage, just, just down the road. Actually, not far from the station here, just a... Uh, about a few miles west of 35W on Highway 13, just across the Burnsville line. Uh, so hope you can join us for one, or what the heck, both gigs on the Elephant in the Room winter tour. Uh, John Augustine might just be a guest singer at one of these events I here. I just might. That, uh, you've, you've been out for Recover- quite a... Recovered from the virus, yes. Ah, uh, yeah, that always helps. Uh, not, that, uh, not, not that anyone checks us on that, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, great to have uh, you know, John, one of several... 
uh, pr- uh, guest singers who uh, grace us at quite a number of these gigs. You've been doing it since uh, back when Cal Barr was still guest singing us with us here. So this will be a, a lot of fun. Both of these gigs on the Elephant in the Room Winter Tour 2020 slash uh, tw- 2021, 22. Anyway, uh, redistricting is coming up here, by the way. We were talking about this during the break here. One of the things that uh, helps incumbents and hurts challengers is the fact that we got redistricting coming up and no one's going to know what district they're in until after caucus time here. People at caucuses are going to have no idea what they're trying to organize for. Right. I carry on. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it is pretty dysfunctional. Obviously, there are some incumbents that it won't be, that won't be helped at all. They're going to be lumped in in a district that's heavily favored by another incumbent. and but So you'll have some of that. But but the process, again, is, is, is pretty dysfunctional in that in that their plans are being put forth piecemeal by the legislature and various interest groups. I think the vast majority of them left of center uh, as far as the interveners and people submitting testimony to this five-judge panel that everybody knows is ultimately going to decide what the lines are, but the lines are not going to be announced until until mid-February, and the caucuses are February 1st. So if if you are uh, been motivated by the last couple of years of chaos to want to challenge uh, somebody in in the legislature, you don't know if where the legislative district lines are going to be drawn. You don't know if you you will be even in the district where that legislator is going to be. You go to caucuses. Uh, you don't know who at the caucuses you you even need to organize as your supporters in order to try to win an endorsement. Yeah. Oh, we had that last I mean, week it, with a uh, candidate who's uh, Mark Mishowski. And the people on the inside have a better sense of where the lines are going to be drawn. Yeah. No, we had that last week with Mark Mishowski. He wants right. to, runs to run for the House, but not sure it's going to be 39A, 39B, could be 54, could be Wisconsin, for all we know, right. by the time we get to redistricting all done here. So it is uh, it is kind of a, a whack upside the head for, for challengers. So in the time we have remaining here, let's talk about the honorees. Uh, describe I the- will, uh, except I did want to talk about one more theme okay. that uh, that is, I think, kind of a real overarching theme. You see it in all kinds of the different budget bills this year to an extent we haven't before, and that is the integration of the racial and ethnic spoil system into the appropriations process. Oh, yeah. So in 2020, the House passed a resolution declaring racism a public health crisis. Oh, my. And it and it resolves to insert race-based criteria into future bills related to public health, family stability, early child education, public safety, economic development, human services. And so... Even though this didn't pass the Senate, the House used that as a guiding principle and with the governor's support. So in the budget bills, so whether it be the, uh, the health and human services bill, the higher education bill, even the agriculture bill, uh, the, the uh, housing bill, right. uh, the, the allocation and, in, in fact, even the eligibility for receiving various types of aid is determined largely based on your group status. And and uh, just give you one very quick example. In the, uh, uh, in the uh, We're talking with John Augustine okay. of the Legislative okay. Evaluation Health Assembly. Human Services, we, uh, we have uh, a, a new, this is a new policy thrown in there. This isn't just budget. Requires birth centers to develop and make available a continuing education course on anti-racism training and implicit bias. Grant given to U of M Public Health Center for Anti-Racism Research for Health Equity 
that's something we could cut, to develop the model curriculum that Commissioner of Health has ordered to promote ethnic, racial, and language diversity in the midwife and doula workforce. So you have quotas, basically, de facto for doulas uh, promoted from, from, the, from the state government. And, and you see, and, 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 and again, the budget allocations in many of these bills, the, the money actually being parceled out uh, to groups, and, and uh, on on a whole, instead of instead essentially of, instead serving of, as wealth of, transfers from the taxpayers to the yeah, nonprofit yeah, industrial and, and, and complex. It's not, yeah, it's not based on on uh, uh, economic need or on, on health status or anything. Yeah. like that. So uh, that is, I think, a very negative development that the next uh, legislature and governor after this election really needs to reverse. Well, hopefully, from your mouth to God's ears. So let's talk honorees here. It's time for the ultimate uh, okay. u- ultimate positive here. You have uh, recognized a number of legislators, significantly, yet again, no senators, uh, but a number of members of the House of Representatives you decide to honor. Uh, describe the honor here, and let's talk about our honorees for this session. And, and I, I, I tease that with the positive development that there are two from northern Minnesota this time. That's right. Uh, we had four honorees last year. We have seven this year. Uh, the, rep- the two representatives from northern Minnesota are Steve Green and Matt Grossel. Okay. And then the other honorees are Representatives uh, Steve Draskowski, Jeremy Munson, Eric Lucero, Shane Meckland, and Eric Mortensen. So let's talk a little bit about the significance of the the fact that you have honorees from north of Alexandria, from uh, from from up north. I mean, is this a sign that northern Minnesota is finally shaking off its longstanding moldy DFL roots and finally starting to th- mo- move a little bit to I the right? I think it is. We see it a little bit at the c- congressional level. I mean, traditionally, outside of the urban cores, uh, they were kind of the most uh, voracious in terms of demanding subsidies and aid uh, for you know, local aid and so forth. Yep. But but I do think that, I mean, not only are Republicans getting elected, but uh, principled conservative Republicans are obviously getting elected. Yeah. And, and uh, people that are, are embracing the Constitution and free enterprise. So I do think there's a beachhead anyway of, 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 of that type of uh, philosophy that we hadn't seen before. So I think that's very good. I'd be interested in seeing if the, uh, the, the the DFL's attempt to redistrict doesn't have Betty McCollin's district sneaking up into Scandia and, uh, and and Wyoming and the Forest Lake area just to try and take away some of those solid conservatives that have, have helped put Pete Stauber into power here. I have to imagine there's that little of that level of cynicism going on in the redistricting process. Yeah, I think the more of the maneuvering will be in uh, districts one and two. I think. But, oh yeah, oh for sure here. Uh, and, and in retrospect, I have to think uh, Munson's uh, redistricting plan on purely uh, longitudinal well, lines makes and perfect every, sense. Every every one that I saw, I was just looking, and I I might have been looking not very accurately, but every one that I saw it lumped him with at least one other incumbent. So. Oh yeah, they hate him. <laughs> <laughs> so. and, uh, and I have a hunch a lot of the uh, the conservatives are, are are going to be getting some unwelcome attention from Ryan Winkler's uh, Smurfs in the redistricting process. So, well, the courts will decide. Yeah, the courts will decide for better or worse. And uh, after 10 years ago, living as I do in a district that looks like a Zorro slash across the, uh, the, the middle and uh, downtown and west side of St. Paul, probably 
the most bizarre gerrymandering I've ever lived through in my life, going from Hamlin University down to Cesar Chavez Boulevard, uh, slaloming its way between a bunch of DFL districts to make sure not a single Republican voice gets anywhere near the the light of day, John Agassi. I'm sorry. I'm just a little still upset about this from 10 flipping years ago. Anyway, John Augustine. So uh, we're uh, we're going to be uh, so looking ahead to this next year. Uh, any any ideas what to expect in this next uh, round of the legislature? Well, I'm sure you'll see a sizable bonding bill because they, <laughs> they got a lot of money to play with. You might say, well, uh, well, if we got all this extra money, why do we need to be borrowing money, right? But uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll see a sizable bonding bill, and uh, I think there'll be some, almost always is, some supplemental budget bill because the previous budget, they'll want to supplement various aspects of it. Uh, there'll be some kind of frontline worker thing. They're, I've already talked about expanding that from 250000 to a million, excuse me, to a billion now that the $7.7 billion surplus has been oh. announced. And But, you know, so various tiers of people, whether they get the extra aid, so... Who knows? Yeah, I mean, if if the one of the the Minnesota political devil's greatest accomplishments was convincing a whole lot of people, and especially the media bobbleheads who feed misinformation to those people, that a surplus is like getting a raise in your salary. I see ordinarily intelligent, lucid people going to social media and saying, "Yay, surplus!" And this is though you the the pickpockets picked more than they expected from you. Uh, they they it's the equivalent of of, of discovering you've put to, you've, you've you've taken in more money than you needed to spend, so let's go ahead and spend it all. It's just the, it's every citizen should take this as an absolute affront to their dignity as a citizen. I'm sorry, John uh, Augustine. I'm preaching to the choir here. Let's uh, make some time to do this Have about this. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Speaking of the going choir, to, going caroling shortly afterwards. Ax- John Adams Society party and shooting party. By oh, that who shooting? That's and more caroling. up your alley than mine. It's going to embarrass me, but. Uh, oh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll do it for the team because I'm the chairman. We all start somewhere, John Augustine. And by the way, speaking of caroling, no caroling will be had at uh, the the uh, friendly VFW or sorry, friendly Legion and uh, at Neeson's next month. But what the heck, we'll sing anyway. Thanks for stopping by. All Kim right. Crocker joins us next. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve eighty. The Patriot, go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. No one gets out of here alive. It's a dreary idea. If you don't have a plan to take care of your assets and family, they could be put at risk of probate battles, legal fees, or family conflicts. Estate planning can spare your loved ones these ordeals after you're gone. Contact the experienced team of Twin Cities lawyers at Morris Law Group. Morris Law Group will carefully walk you through the estate planning process to ensure your final wishes are carried out. Estate planning is like a jigsaw puzzle, from wills and probate, estate tax and guardianship, to conservatorship and power of attorney. Morris Law Group helps you put all the pieces together. No matter your age, no matter the size of your worldly possessions, protecting your family's future is important. Trust the like-minded professionals at Morris Law Group. They'll help you protect your holdings and your family long after you're gone. Morris Law Group, providing peace of mind and family assurance since 1976. Visit them at mlgestateplan.com. 
That's MLGEstatePlan.com. Start making your plans today at MLGEstatePlan.com. Cancer. So many lives are touched by cancer. In fact, one in two men and one in three women will be diagnosed with cancer. At the American Cancer Society, we're on a mission to free the world from cancer. It's a big mission, driven by little things like a ride to treatment, a free place to stay, a 24-7 helpline. But these little things are really the big things. Because to a cancer patient and their family, they're everything. And every day, we reach thousands of cancer patients who so desperately need these services. But we need your help to get these critical services to more people and families in need this holiday season. Go to cancer.org and join the fight against cancer. It takes just minutes to donate and help provide essential support to cancer patients and their families. Don't wait. More than one in three people will be diagnosed with cancer. Go to cancer.org right now and make a difference. Go to cancer.org. Some of your favorite pastors and authors are bringing you their most popular devotionals free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend focused time in God's Word. Sign up for daily devotionals from crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox with devotionals for parenting, singles, women, and more. Crosswalk.com provides spiritual growth for every stage of life. Crosswalk.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Hi, Tom Matiny here. Are you thinking of buying your first home? The best place to start is with an easy, no-obligation pre-qualification. Just go to GetAloneWithTom.com. Subject to borrower and property qualifications. Not all applicants will qualify. Program and property exclusions apply. Other restrictions may apply. NMLS number 6606, equal opportunity lender. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in Twin Cities radio history, and if I say so myself, the best, and I do say so myself. Uh, myself, Jack Tomzak coming up next, and uh, Brad Carlson uh, tomorrow from 1 to 3, plus King Banyan. Saturday is from, one to th- uh, from 9 to 11 a.m. on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessmen. Uh, tune in for the Northern Alliance Radio Network Saturdays and Sundays and yet again some Saturdays. We're, we're on all over the place. Well, it's the, uh, it's, we're into election season here, and it's the time of year as we head up towards caucuses where we talk show hosts become the most popular kids on the block. And it's always fun because we get to talk with uh, all of our friends who are running for office. And with us now to discuss her bid to become the GOP nominee for the Secretary of State uh, to run up against uh, Steve Simon, uh, Kim Crockett joins us. Kim, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Mitch. I had hoped to be in studio. Yeah, thanks for the uh, early was, warning on the uh, traffic problems. Uh, I've got a long drive coming up myself, and uh, I'm going to have to find an alternate route here from the looks of it. <laughs> well, it was, yeah, it was really ugly on 494. It was just clearing out as I could have headed south to you. As you know, I love uh, the station down there. Uh, maybe did a little radio show called Wake Up Minnesota. That's true. Uh, last fall. <laughs> yeah, I recall, um, yep. Yeah, so I'm going to head over to the uh, the Hmong 18 uh, Council of Minnesota gathering this afternoon in Maplewood instead. And uh, so I'm in St. Paul. Looks pretty good as you head home. Excellent. Thanks for having me. 
Absolutely. So you, uh, you've you thrown your hat in the ring. You are running for Secretary of State. Of course, we talked to Kelly Jenner Byrne uh, two weeks ago on the show here. Uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, why you decided to run for Secretary of State. Kim Crockett. Well, um, your listeners probably know that uh, my spidey sense went off actually late in 2019, early 2020, where I looked ahead uh, and, and reading the tea leaves, as it were, uh, decided that I wanted to focus on election, what's, what's become called election integrity, um, and trying to call Republicans, uh, independents, Democrats, anyone who cared about, um, you know, uh, free and fair elections uh, to, to help in 2020, but also to get out the vote. Um, you know, John Augustine just did a great job from LEA detailing all the, you know, the parade of horribles, right? Yeah. Um, but but it, you know, we don't want to discourage people from, from voting. Uh, we don't want to discourage them from thinking that somehow we can't get this uh, uh, process, legislative process, back. It's it's uh, it's wounded, but it's not permanently broken. So, you know, um, one of the things we do on radio is roll out how bad things are. Um, but my goal, you ask me why I'm running, um, is to restore confidence, not just with Republicans, but people across the state uh, in our election system. So what does restoring um, confidence mean in terms of policy? If you get elected, if you win the Secretary of State's race next fall uh, after winning the nomination, what does restoring confidence look like? Well, um, it would mean that we won. But there's, there's a big gap between now and then, right? And people will be like, well, Kim, how are you going to do that? We have sloppy election laws. Uh, Steve Simon doesn't uh, enforce uh, some of the important safeguards that we have, like party balance on, on ballot boards, uh, is kind of Simon Says rules coming out of the Secretary of State's office, um, and among other problems. But one of the things I want to do, Mitch, uh, on the campaign trail, is shine a light at all of those things and work with Republican candidates, party officials, uh, activists, grassroots folks who don't want anything to do, frankly, with the Republican Party, and deploy an army of citizens so that we have eyes on every vote. And I'm confident that we can win uh, next year because they just did it in Virginia. And Virginia did it with bad laws, too. You know, 45 days of early voting, no voter ID. All of the challenges that we face, uh, integrity challenge that, uh, challenges that we face here. So that's first, right? You, you, it's great to talk about what I do when I'm Secretary of State, and I, I will answer your question momentarily. But first we have to win. Yeah, and let's talk about that. I mean, Virginia had the benefit of a tsunami of anger that the Democrat establishment hadn't had time to react to yet. Now, we see Democrats around the country, including some very unlikely ones, starting to react. Not only Jared Polis in Colorado uh, saying the pandemic is over and yielding to a lot of anger and reversing himself, but now you see Mayor London Breed of San Francisco doing a complete about-face and acting like Dirty Harriet in San Francisco on, on crime 
And so, uh, boy, thank you very much. Uh, that's why I make the big bucks, Kim Crocker. That you see, yeah. Governor Walsh, you see, you see, DFL mayors in places like Edina starting to react to crime, starting to actually starting to talk tough here. Uh, so, given the fact yeah, that the the Tim DFL is really tough, yeah. So, so what's the path uh, to victory for a Republican in a race we have not had had a winner in sixteen years at this point, Kim Crocker? Right. Yeah. The last secretary of state who was a Republican and who really cared about these things was uh, now Senator Mary Kiffmeyer, who left office what, in 2007. That's right. Um, you know, one of one of the things I, I'm famous for, for saying and, and people are going to get tired of it over the next year. But uh, when Dinesh D'Souza was asked what happened in 2020, he said, well, Republicans focus on campaigns. Uh, and Democrats focus on elections uh, and what Charlie Kirk is calling election plumbing. You know, yeah. the operations from city clerks to county auditors to the Secretary of State's office. Um, we haven't done a good job on the conservative side of, of paying attention to and being part of that. So, you know, yeah, Terry McAuliffe uh, uh, blew it. Uh, in Virginia when he said that parents, uh, I'm sorry, the parents don't have uh, any right to uh, determine or know what their children are learning in school. But, but Mitch, I would argue that that firestorm was already raging through places like Loudoun County, just yeah. like it's raging through uh, school districts all over Minnesota. Kim Crockett, you know, we, we are down to about 35 seconds here. How can We'll have you on the, the air again before convention time, no doubt. Right. How can people find out more about your campaign for Secretary of State? Well, I kept it simple. I'm sending out an SOS. So my website is KimSOS.com. You don't have to know how to spell Crockett or anything. It's just <laughs> KimSOS.com. And I'd love your help. Absolutely. I will post that at shotinthedark.info momentarily here. Kim Crockett, thanks for joining us. Uh, even if only by phone, we'll do this again sometime soon. Thanks for uh, joining us today. This is the Northern Thank Alliance. You, Absolutely. My pleasure. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280 The Patriots. Stay tuned for Jack Tomzak coming up next. See you all next week, if only via my Evergreen Christmas broadcast. Thanks for tuning in. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all of you. God bless you all. God bless America. Charlie Kirk believes we are seeing the decline of America. Right now, there are hundreds of people that run your country, run our military, run our government, that are kind of like, what's the big deal if we lose? Who cares if it's humiliating? What's important is whether or not we get paid. What's important is whether or not my child goes to Harvard. I mean, we do that all the time. That's all we've done is lose over the last 30 years. And we get promoted while doing it. The Charlie Kirk Podcast, available on SalemPodcastNetwork.com and everywhere podcasts are heard. So I invested in one of those fancy new exercise bikes. Without a doubt, a very special tool to help me get healthier. The problem is three days go by, then four, and I've done nothing. And then it's night five, and I'm sitting at the kitchen table, and I look down at myself, and I can't help but just laugh. Because there I am, wearing the exercise t-shirt that came with the bike, and I'm eating two corn dogs. And I think we'd all agree, the special tool only matters if we use it to our benefit. At United Faith Mortgage, we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. 
Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions. There's no middleman. And often, this allows us to get you a better rate on your refinance or new home purchase, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to NMLSConsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. I'm licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said... My air conditioner broke, and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke, and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. Holiday guests can stress out your home. Get ready with help from Air Mechanical. Make sure the heat stays on with a furnace tune-up now. A new tankless water heater will ensure you don't give your relatives the cold shoulder. Have Air Mechanical's plumbers do a preventative drain cleaning. AMI's electrical pros can install outdoor lighting for safety in the dark, plus a garage heater just in case you need an in-law escape room. Air Mechanical, your holiday helper. For the life of your home, visit Celebrating two decades. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.